0: We need to understand you need help, resources. You need to get it from other people. You need to work with other people. Your critics love you. Your critics are the ones that will help you. Critics that are actually being thoughtful and analyzing what you're doing. You shouldn't snuff them and say, oh, you're just a hater. You should be mature, sit down and analyze what they're saying because that should then help you improve and fortify against the dangers that they're now pointing out. Use the conditions, knowledge, help, resources to do what? improve the odds of you getting lucky. What's up, everybody? I have a whole bunch to talk about today. We're talking about getting lucky. And what we're really going to talk about is real conversations on how entrepreneurship, investing, and economic gain, work, and function. Now, this is a really important topic. And we see a lot of people that are talking about, oh, well, so-and-so got lucky. And it's almost like they're trying to take away something from some people's success. But the funny thing is, is they did get lucky. What I mean by that is that entrepreneurs and investors that are successful, they did get lucky. They got lucky by a whole lot of things. Okay, They got lucky by everything from that they were born in a certain place at a certain time to who they encountered to ideas they may have had. Now, the problem with that is, though, it doesn't that people think that takes away something from them where it doesn't just because they got lucky doesn't mean it takes away something from them. Why? This is why. Because luck is about action, meaning that you can actually create luck. You can. Now, there's some things in life that you say, AJ, you can't recreate luck. But two, it's all a perspective. There is not one person that is listening that is not lucky in some way, shape, or form. I was lucky because I became, out of the blue, paralyzed. Now, you may say, how was that lucky, right? After being strapped to a bed, not being able to move, losing basically everything, and then being in endless Pain, um, and now having to deal with all of that for the rest of my life, uh, including constant pain. You may say that that doesn't make sense. That's not lucky. That's unlucky. But actually, it's very lucky in the fact that now I have a great lesson that I can teach others how it benefited me. It's why most of you are sitting here listening to this today, because that's probably how you heard about me. Uh, Prior to that, I didn't do anything on social media. I didn't do anything on podcasting, nothing. I just built my businesses. I invested and I did my thing. Right. And it wasn't until that that I actually started to openly talk about it. In fact, I didn't even leave my full time job before that because I think I hung on to a lot of things I shouldn't have. I should have left years prior. I didn't give up on certain things that ended up resulting in massive economic success and freedoms. I was way too self-conscious prior to that to put myself out there. Well, after lying in a bed naked for months on end and not even being able to go to the bathroom and having people wash you by rolling you on your side with rags, uh, yeah, that whole pride thing kind of went away. Now, that I find is very lucky, and it's an experience that now I have that very few have that have shaped the way I see the world and has shaped the way that I do things, even day to day. It's shaped how I think about what I should be doing. And it shaped how I view my time. Right. I was very lucky because of that. I was also very, very lucky in the place that I grew up, my parents, who my dad was and how he got us out of poverty and sold insurance and what I got to learn from that. And I got to watch and see from that. Now, everything basically you can say in life is either good luck or bad luck. But I think the vast majority of it is just how you view it. And I mean that I really do. That's easier said than done. Um, You know, I, there was many times where I thought it was over, my old self was gone. I was in a state of depression for a long time. Uh, There were times where I had been frauded and almost lost everything. And I had almost lost everything that my family had worked so hard and my parents had earned bringing them out of poverty. And then I went and almost lost it. And guess what, that decision What happened then was a turning point in my life. In my 20s, I risked my families, like my wife, my kids, our money, our capital, everything else, I also risked my parents and everything that they had been building for 20 years for their retirement, their family, everything else, and I almost lost it all. And it was a horrible, horrible thing. It went on for years, ended up in lawsuits, And um, it was one of those things that is just so damaging, I didn't know that I'd ever recover from it. First of all, it was astronomically embarrassing for me. Um, I thought at that point, wow, I just completely suck. Maybe I should just give up on this whole entrepreneurship investing thing entirely and just be happy with selling insurance. And um, because of that though, I learned key lessons that actually drove us into the business and the things that we're doing now. That created immense amount of wealth, uh, more than we could have imagined, and in a much better way than we could have imagined. Uh, it allowed me to be able to, you know, retire family members and uh, to have this whole other life. So while I got lucky. In a lot of things i also had what most people would consider extraordinarily bad luck um and even when it came to being frauded right but today i look at it and i go the things that came about that are i, I would never replace it ever it was so valuable now that's hindsight right And I look back on it, and really the only choice that I had was what I was going to do with it. And I am lucky that I chose to do something with it, that I chose not to give up. Now, that was not easy, and this is really important to know. I had times in my life that were brutally hard, mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, And it was just really dark not good times in my life. Uh, now, that doesn't mean though I wasn't lucky. And when you look at entrepreneurship and investing, uh, I look at obviously mine and most people look at the wins. And that's how we say, Oh, we were lucky. Obviously, I'm not talking about all the failures, all my investing failures, my businesses that didn't work out and failed. Um, those we don't even look at and count. Now, how you become lucky and how you get lucky, obviously, is first how you look at things, what you do with it. But the main thing is that you're actually doing it. And you can't get lucky if you're not playing the game. Most people don't realize that. Most people think that wealth is like a lottery ticket. That's not how it works. And they think that it happens quick because they're just seeing the end result. That's also not how it works. The truth is most people in my situation, 99% would given up, would have stopped, would have been happy at their base level that they made. They would have never continued ever, ever, Uh, especially after the failures and things that uh, I suffered from and uh, what happened. Now, when I look at that, that also shows me and I think I know because that was the great thing. And one thing I got lucky at is I was taught about sales and about how I have to create revenue. So the problem was, is I understood that I could, that power to be able to create revenue from nothing, right? To be able to build something. That was very addicting, very, very addicting because once you knew you could do it, it's hard not to take the risk to try to do it. Um, But at the end of the day, you cannot get lucky if you're not in the game. So most of the time, When I look at people that are lucky or not, it is about odds and it is about resources and the things they need and placing it. You can put yourself in a position to where you are going to get lucky nine times out of 10, right? You can also be put in a position where you're gonna probably fail eight times out of 10, right, or nine times out of 10. Experienced people can see those two camps. That's why a lot of times experienced people continue to get lucky, right? And uh, I think it's disingenuous to try to discount that luck and discount it as if it means or takes away something from them, because it doesn't. They had to work for it. They created their own luck to an extent, right? Now, I'm speaking from a point in the United States, right? Where we, (laughs) we, the Founding Fathers created conditions in which luck could come up. This is very important because that does not happen in lots of other countries. They do not have conditions in which luck can naturally occur because it cannot be created. That is obviously a very, very different scenario. And I understand that. And most of our listeners are in places where it's America or Australia, right? Or in a developed nation. And they really can't. They can't create their own own luck. So the first thing that I think we need to realize is unlike gambling, um, luck is not quick. It has to be created. It is not easy. It may be simple. And most people get this confused. Simple is not easy. It may be simple, but it can be very, very, very difficult. And luck takes time. Now, there are some people that seem to be more lucky than others, and I remember reading a story about a guy, and I always remember this, because I always thought to myself, yeah, it, it, that was so easy, right? Where it, uh, he's, I've just got to be in real with my thoughts and everything, because it just always stuck with me. I was reading it in a magazine about how he was at a party, and he was talking to some guy that was at this party with him, and it, he was pitching him this idea whatnot on a business and the guy had $100,000 that he and he just saved up or whatever it was. He liked the guy. And so he gave this guy, Jeff Bezos, $100,000, right, uh, which resulted into like $300 million, And uh, he didn't do anything. He just gave him the money, right? Um, that is tremendous wow don't we all wish it's that easy now the first problem is do you know how many people would have said no to jeff bezos obviously everyone uh how do we know that because pretty much everyone did uh that we always like to say well i'd be different but you you wouldn't um it's it's that's luck that was just pure luck there was very little hope of it being successful that person didn't even know a lot that's way more at the gambling realm and two that is so extraordinarily rare the next thing that you need to understand is for every person that you see get lucky there's millions that failed i cannot express this enough because when we look at the winners we like to devalue what they've won because of circumstances or the fact that they got lucky without including though, all the people that failed. Because when you start to look at that, that really changes how you view luck in doing the exact same thing. And the reason being is that opportunity, you can be lucky if you put yourself in a position where opportunity comes to you, you still have to do that. But then you have to exercise on that opportunity and you have to be successful and you have to make the right decisions not to tank the company, to continue on. And then you have to survive, you have to keep going. I cannot express to you how difficult this is. Um, It's something that is very hard mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, There's actually a lot to say that I probably put myself in the hospital, because I was working multiple jobs, and working my brains out. Um, uh, entrepreneurs, they risk so much and it is so hard and difficult without any guaranteed outcome and they do it for decades and uh, that is all trying to put themselves in a position where luck can be created. So the most important thing you can do is understand how that luck is created. The first thing I like to do is I am a fly fisherman because I live in Idaho and it's a law, you have to be a fly fisherman. So in Idaho or in fly fishing, uh, you are mimicking what the trout eat and then you're putting it in the water and you're hoping trout will come up and get it, right? That's it, that's fishing, that's fly fishing. The problem is lots of people fish in dead water is what we call dead water and that's water that doesn't even hold trout then other times people are where there's trout and they're throwing a fly out but that's not what the trout are even eating sometimes that species or that insect doesn't even live there so then they're not eating it so when i look at this metaphor here and fly fishing it's about hitting the odds where you will be the most successful by identifying where demand is, where it's not, and demand er, and understanding how to capitalize on that demand. It's understanding if a river has lots of fish or little fish, how easy it is to get. Uh, there's all of these things that come into it. And this becomes a art and a science all at once when we're talking about investing. To be able to identify a wave that you can ride, you need something that will push you. This was something I was very good at. I could identify things that were happening in the economy and I could then work with others and figure out how we could take advantage of it. This is another side of luck, right? We're putting ourselves in the position to where the opportunity may arise. This comes through education. This comes through experience. This comes through a lot of things, but you need to get really, really good at this and one of the best ways to do it is stop thinking about entrepreneurship and investing emotionally i see lots of people that they believe in what they're doing so much the marketplace doesn't care what you believe doesn't nobody cares that you want to be successful customers don't care that you think that it's good right so you need to first and for, foremost understand the conditions in which you are going to invest or build a business. You need to be realistic on the time frame and the difficulty that it's going to take and the sacrifices that you're going to have to make in order to actually get lucky and be successful. And then you need to become really good at understanding how to take advantage and take that opportunity off how you structure businesses, why we talk a lot in here about different things with the economy, debt, good debt, bad debt, hiring great people, getting mentors, learning from good people, all of that to try to understand the conditions and the tools that you can use. What does your first hire look like? Who should it be, right? I'm a revenue centric focused investor, meaning that revenue first, everything else after. Um, And that's the reason why I am a revenue first, not only investor, but business builder, is because I want the market to tell me before I build that something's working. I don't want to guess or think that it is or believe. I want the market to simply tell me. And then as revenue comes, we allocate investment towards that revenue to then scale and we build structures and which give us the opportunity to capitalize on it. Now, this whole idea of scaling decides how much you're gonna be able to take advantage, right? Now, this is obviously a big thing for me because I understand the absolute pain and time and energy and work and sacrifices that it comes to doing the crazy things that we do. And because of that, I want asymmetric bets. I want lots of upside with relatively small downside. And uh, the reason being is because the effort that it's gonna take to get it is massive. So I want to find things that have huge upside potential. So scale is a big thing for me. Why? Because it's going to take a lot of work. Now, it doesn't mean you have to. This is really important to know. I don't mean you have to be a, build a big business. The opportunity though should be there. Now, this is important for a few reasons. If the opportunity isn't there to scale, that already tells me something about the underlying business model. It can't sustain allocating a lot of resources to, to try to grow a company. That's a huge red flag to me. It also means that it's probably not lasting. So when I'm looking and when I define what scale means, I mean your ability to allocate investments into the company, to grow, but also disassociate revenue with things like your uh, fixed and variable expenses. Therefore, increasing that margin as you go along, giving me enough capital to put back into the business. It means that I have enough things to scale. It's one of the reasons, like I had mentioned, and I showed an example of a rental, boat rental, on my ig page where i talked about it why i didn't like it why there's only a limited amount of boat rental places even in the united states it's completely location centric and the total volume of sales and everything is just not that big now somebody may go oh that's you know three four hundred million dollars what do you mean that's not big well first of all you're not getting all of it in fact you'll get like less than one percent even if you're successful at it and that is very very small in an economy of you know, trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, you know, annual GDP of just massive, that, that is incredibly small. So what that means is that the odds of you being successful, right, it is very uh, uh, small and you don't have opportunity to capitalize on it. So if there's not a lot there, who do I buy? How do I grow, right? So I look at those things not to necessarily say that I'm going to scale, but understand the opportunity that even exists in it so that I can be successful, period. Now, I also don't wanna build myself a job. That was very important to me. With all the effort and work and everything, the risk that it came from, there needed to be an exit of my time association with money, meaning I needed to be able to escape my time to get paid. If not, there was no reason to do it. And I should have a job because if you have a job, you get paid higher than entrepreneurs. Now, that may not be true in a few instances, but it is true. 80% of all entrepreneurs that are successful We're taking out the ones that all failed, which is 90%. After that, out of the ones that are successful, it's over 85%, I think is the statistics on it, that would make more money if they went and gone to job doing the exact same thing that they're doing. The reason being is the marketplace rewards you for working for somebody else because the employer has to pay you more or you would never go do it, right? So that's why. Now, the outside that, then you have 15% that actually make a higher income. Now, the vast majority, meaning, you know, we're talking huge numbers here, Will never even hit a million dollars in revenue. Now, it's not that you need to hit a million dollars in revenue to be successful. You can be a very successful investor and entrepreneur if you make five hundred thousand dollars in gross revenue and you have a, you know, twenty percent margin. You're making six figures. That's amazing and I believe in that because that's investing in your future because the next thing you get is you also get equity from that. I'm not saying anything outside that. What I'm doing is I'm trying to bring in perspective and when analyzing the conditions and what you need to invest and build in, these are important things. Why? Because you're gonna fish in dead water. Don't fish in dead water. Then you just look crazy. Everybody else on the river is like, what's he doing? There's no fish there. Now, may a fish pass by and you get lucky? yes the problem is that's the wrong kind of luck that's the luck where the odds are severely not in your favor and if you're gonna do the work if you're gonna make the sacrifices go where the odds are in your favor now to express whether it's small or whether you build a company or you invest you do it small big right is regardless of the fact that it's going to be hard and people vastly vastly underestimate the work and effort that goes into this even today the mental pain 2023 was a hard year everybody i'm being totally honest it sucked and we're still dealing with the aftermath of the markets getting absolutely trashed and in turmoil and it's hard we got to dump tons of money back in i got to work a ton of uh, ton on the time because i'm an operator i'm not just a content maker that's not what i do i actually run the businesses that i'm talking about on here that's almost all my time this is a side thing and it's hard it it takes a lot of time a lot of work and two you got to dump money into it to grow there's no guarantee that you're going to even make anything from it and you're worried that you're going to lose what you already built right so it's just part of the game And uh, you hope that as you grow and as you get bigger, right, this effort today will benefit even more in the future. Uh, Another thing about entrepreneurs is lots of times we're just crazy because that's not why we do what we do. Meaning we just, we usually don't stop. Uh, We're motivated by other things because if we weren't, we probably would never do it. Uh, Even to try to do what I did honestly 20 years ago would be very difficult right now because I know. Um, And it's tough, right? so you want to stack the odds in your favor everybody and i hope that by helping you understand the journey helping you understand what works for us what doesn't how we look at capital allocation how we look at markets market opportunities why i may say no to a water sports business even though it's not a bad thing or a bad opportunity but it gives you context to understand why and i hope that you can learn from these things so that you can increase the odds of you being successful because it is a lot of work and i wish that i obviously had this information and i had someone to listen to that had gone down the journey and understood that i need luck and i need help and don't shy away from that or be embarrassed of it the amount of help that i've got is unimaginable to me it's like i I look every day i'm so incredibly grateful now for some reason some people may say like oh yeah so you got a lot of help of course everybody got that is true to everybody meaning you don't get successful without it and this is a problem we have with the mentality of people they say oh well you got lucky or well you got a lot of help and that's how they view entrepreneurs but you have to get lucky and you have to have a lot of help to be successful that doesn't take away anything that's showing you the playbook that's literally how it works you are You know, this egotistical thing of you doing it all on your own, or somehow you just knowing that something will work out. I would never invest with anybody like that ever. I would never give anybody my money like that because they're doomed to fail because they can't cut their pride to do what's best for the business. They think it's all about them, they can't ask for help when it's needed. And that is a death sentence for entrepreneurship. The amount of help and luck and resources you need is huge. And that's okay. That's great. Go out and find it and get help. Do it because then you'll be successful, right? Listen to other people. Don't do what other people tell you. That's not what I'm saying. Listen to other people. Your critics are the number one people you should look at. And two, the thing that most people don't understand is your critics will be everyone at some point. Everyone's going to doubt you at some point. That's okay. They should doubt you. They should doubt you. If they don't, then you probably don't want them around. My employees, I have my employees and even my executives that doubt me. I understand the doubt. I understand when they're scared. I understand that they don't think that something's gonna work or they don't believe in it. That doesn't make me go, oh, you're a hater or something weird like that. We're not, you know, come on, we're adults here. Um, no, instead it's a time to reflect and understand what they're asking and saying. And I need to sit back and understand what merit it has. And if it's not, I need to be able to, and if it's not gonna work or if something isn't, I need to be able to take it off the table. And I need to be willing to take off and do the things that are necessary. So I also need to be willing for that feedback. And that's okay, because trust me, I failed and I will fail again, I fail all the time. So like it's part of the gig, right? I get it, it doesn't bother me. Failing doesn't bother me at this point. And I think one of the reasons is because is the next important thing you need to know is how to fail. What would be very bad is if I was, first of all, egotistical enough to think that I can't, but then gambling my money and other people's money on high flyers or doing something like that. Because I know that I can fail, I try to manage the failure, limit it, limit exposure, make sure that it's not contagion, meaning it goes through, which on my YouTube channel, you can go and see, I think there's also on the Instagram, I put how we structure deals. I go through LLCs and walk through exactly this on how we structure these things to limit contagion because failure is part of it. It's actually part of the journey. Embrace it, analyze it, contain it, manage it as best as you can because it's guaranteed. So a lot of the, I think, almost like pop culture views and movies and how it should work, right, ends up being how people think that entrepreneurship really is and then looking down at other people for how it actually is in the real world. That's really bad because that means you can't replicate it because you think that it needs to be some story arc of this person that just risked it all and they had no help and it was them against the world that's total bullcrap if that was true then they would never build a company literally hey how do you build a company if nobody believes in you that doesn't even make sense if you have a big company you need to have lots of people that are right beside you fighting building that you trust and that when you fail they're going to step in to cover your mistakes and vice versa if not you will never you can't build anything right but that doesn't nearly make as good of a story as you against the world. And all of a sudden you end up with this fortune 500 company. And it was only all of a sudden until you were a fortune 500 company that people believed you. And they never did from the start, even when you were building It's not how it works, everybody. Right. So we need to understand uh, that you need help, resources. You need to get it from other people. You need to work with other people, your critics, love you your critics are the ones that will help you but it should be non-emotional analysis there's a difference because i have critics that just talk crap about me that's okay that says something about them not me right it's not actually feedback it's not that they're critiquing anything right they're just either upset or i don't know something's going on with their life that's different that has nothing to do i'm talking about critics that are actually being thoughtful and analyzing what you're doing And you shouldn't snuff them and say, oh, you're just a hater. You should be mature, sit down and analyze what they're saying because that should then help you improve and fortify against the dangers that they're now pointing out. So use the conditions, knowledge, help, resources to do what? Improve the odds of you getting lucky and be ready for the long haul and be ready to create the luck And the next time you see a successful person know that they're successful 9.999 times out of 10 only because of the scars that they have and they were lucky because of all the times that they failed and all the time that it took for them to get lucky and that they've been scraping by and just trying to make it and survive the whole time and that's how it is i can't tell you how many times that i've almost failed i've my family's almost failed, my executives, the people that invest with me, um, there's been a lot because that's real and that's a real story. And through that, we learned. I didn't take anybody's money. I didn't take investors money until I failed a lot because I was worried about it and that is good and bad. Um, I think I waited too long. I. I could have grown and been better, more fortified, if I would have taken capital sooner. But I was too prideful, and that's just true. It, it really is. I was too prideful. I was conned in a business deal that almost bankrupted me. And everything else, and it wasn't the person that conned us. Fault. It was my fault because I was prideful, and I was greedy, and I wanted it done. Now those mistakes, I think, it made me a better business person, and investor, but. Still, we're, we're fighting, right? You're always fighting. You're fighting against the economy. You're fighting against conditions. You're fighting against all of these things. And that's part of being an investor. It's not that you just create your luck, but you fight for it. So get out there and start creating. And remember, when times get tough, you're gonna have to fight. And you fight for that luck and every single ounce of it. And then when things swing back and things get better and everything else, then it looks easy. And that's when everybody will notice. All right. Thanks, everybody.